Salutations and welcome to another episode of The Native Immigrants. I'm your host, Swami Barakas, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jojo underscore B. What's going on, Jojo B? Hello. It's a sad, sad week Is in it? the Barracuda household. Is it? Specifically for your boy, Swami Barakas. Oh, dear. You know, in life, I think people that know me and would have listened to these shows from day one know that there's only a few things in life that I really, really love. Uh-huh. So, like, obviously my wife and my son. Oh, thanks. Definitely my son, anyway. Um, <laughs> my love of Liverpool Football Club. Oh, yes. My love of professional wrestling. Yes. And the figures that come with it. Mm-hmm. And Baneer. Yes. One uh... of those things <laughs> I've had to give up this week. And it's broken my tiny heart into pieces but unfortunately it was a necessity rather than a choice yes <laughs> i didn't make you do it no you didn't it was if anything like nature and the the powers that be i.e god <laughs> and the nhs and the nhs yeah <laughs> combination of the two Shout to God and shout to the NHS. Thank you for everything that you guys do. Yes. Um, but I, unfortunately, my cholesterol levels are a little bit higher than they actually should be. They're very, very high. Not, okay, very, very high is a massive exaggeration. They're at the top end of moderately high. Exactly. If it was very, very high, I'd be like, you know, on a drip or some shit on, on all kinds they're of tablets. Top, yeah, so you're at the top end of moderately high, which means they're almost very high, which means now I take control of the reins but you know to be fair like don't blame me for this I'm shit not to blame, no one's blaming anyone for this if anyone's to blame fair enough you can blame me like you know i shouldn't have put myself in a position at my age for my cholesterol to be that high yeah um i will say factors put in we've been at home pretty much the whole time you know so it's been i haven't had a chance to really go out as much as i would like to and that would have helped in terms of my active life haven't been able to do that. Okay. I'm not so, sure you went like, I mean, you used to go out, but you used to go out in the car. So I'm not really sure. No, but I, still, I, would still, I would still be a little bit more active than I was then. This is yeah. the first time I've heard about these, the, the, the levels of cholesterol in my system currently. Like fair enough, sometimes I've had some high BP in my, in my younger times. But okay. this is like, this is like unprecedented levels. So, you know, there, there are a lot of factors that need, we need to consider. Yes, you need to exercise. Do you need to exercise? Yes. Do you need to go on a strict diet? Yes. And we've started this already. Yeah, started as today. As soon as yeah. we found out. Started yesterday. How dare you? Well, we kind of half started yesterday. We had no food at home. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. And once the shop came in today. Yes. It started properly today. So I'm on salads now for lunch. Yeah, I make good salads. No, they're really, really good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's to, to be fair, they are chopping up a load of veg and putting it in a bowl. It's not really the hardest thing. Is it I make it taste good. Um, but so, yeah, so I've been on my salads um, and reducing all my salt content, the saturated fat content. Yeah. And this is the kind of thing, you know, we need to speak to our communities about because, you know, like high BP and diabetes and cholesterol is a big thing within our community. Yeah, it runs in our community. I don't know if there's some kind of genetic disposition, predisposition to it, mm. or if it's um, just like lifestyle and we just don't bother looking after ourselves that much. I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of the two. But yeah. now is the time to take care of yourself. Exactly. You are still in your early 40s. I mean, the prime of my 
my life. And you have a very small child. <laughs> I do, I do. And I am too young, so I need you to like... And too, too crazy to cope with him by yourself. Yeah, exactly, because... Oh my god, he's become a toddler and it's really annoying and I just I'm not enjoying it. Very yeah, much I, at the rate, I rate Jojo B. Like you know, on, on levels of I rate I'm Jojo just like, B. Where's my baby gone? Where's my beautiful child, smiley, happy child? No, I've got a screaming, unhappy, unsleeping, mm. <laughs> just ugh child at the moment. I love him very much because he still comes. He's like, Mommy cuddles, mommy cuddles. And that's lovely. But there's less of that and more of the screaming at the moment and I'm not enjoying it. So it is what it is. You need to be here well and healthy and helping me. (laughs) So I will sort you out. I will fix your food (laughs) and I will make you exercise. Um, I exercised for the first time in like a month yesterday. Big up yourself. (laughs) Um, Because I've been lazy. I've got to get myself back on track again. Um, My gluteus maximus muscles basically my ass really hurting yeah because i did full-on resistance band workout which really hurt um and yes and you're gonna be doing some exercise as well yes i will yeah you'll be doing i'll be on my jane fonda aerobics thing yes and stuff do you, you mean definitely will getting physical physical DDP yoga bruv DDP yoga, yes, indeed. Yes. You know, time to reintroduce that into our lives. Um, but anything, you know, I, you know, I want to make sure that the most important thing is to ensure that we still have a show going forward. God forbid you have Jojo <laughs> B as a solo host on the show. Like, honestly, just me ranting about how the toddlers are really irritating. Yeah, I mean, how much you, I miss you, sleep. Yeah. Oh. I mean, people have already heard Jojo B as a solo host um, on a couple of occasions when I decided to let her take the lead. Um, which, um, you know, resulted solo, in though, disastrous was That wasn't just me results. talking into the ether. I was talking to you still. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, to, to coordinate which the whole disastrous thing. disastrous results. I mean, it wasn't the most entertaining show. Listen back to it yourself, people. Like, you know, I'll look back on our archives. How can you show. say that our shows are not entertaining? You can't our sell Our shows that. are entertaining. There's one show. sell that. The one show where I let you take the lead, where there was a massive clamour for Jojo B to be the host of the show. And no, I was like... never said it again, did they? After no, that? exactly. Do you know what I mean? You know, we, we have our strengths, fam. We have our strengths. You know, my strength is obviously doing this and stuff and, and playing the the kind of, you know, the, the picture. And I throw it to you to bat it out of the park with your... You know, very, very opinionated views and um, witty comebacks, and uh, and also I organise our life, so that's enough work for me. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, like I said, stay safe and stay healthy, people. Look after yourselves. And see you later, Benir. That, we'll that's going to be so difficult. I, I can't, I can't like completely eliminate out of my life. But I will endeavour to ensure that it's not at the same level that I was eating it for the last few months because it was like, yeah, every other meal at one point. Yeah. No. You can't blame it all on the paneer. But anyway, that's another one. You don't need to go into all it. All saturated like- fats and all high-end <laughs> stuff, bruv. Paneer everyone, falls in that category. Everyone, take a minute, have a think about your diet mm. and fix it. Yes. All these things are fixable. Yeah, it's about having healthy habits. That's all. Moderation is the key. A little bit of everything is absolutely fine. There you go. You heard it from Auntie Jyoti. Yeah. Um, Right. So thank you to everyone that listened in to our last show with Bali Sagu. We had a great reaction. Uh, Loads of people really enjoying the conversation with Bali. um, And I think it was really nice to hear him open up a lot more about Mm -hmm. 
a lot of things that he doesn't really talk about in interviews quite a lot. You know, things like racism, you know, things like obviously the, the past and the history uh, of him growing up in Birmingham, um, the backlash from our communities as well at the same time. I feel like people like to open up to us. Yeah, I think we're like, because we're a very soothing, you know, like therapeutic style should show. I, should I do my radio voice? The radio very voice where I... And you can talk to me and tell me all your problems. Tell me. Trust me. Don't trust her, honestly. She'll tell you, you can have paneer, as much paneer as you want. And then next minute, take it away from you, Excuse snatch me. the plate from I am not. I am not the reason you have high cholesterol. All right, we've done that, fam. I'm Let's just move saying, on. Don't fucking blame me. Thank you so much to Bali Sagu for joining us on our last show. Thank you to everyone that listened into the show and shared it amongst all your social circles. Uh, we'll be, you know, ensuring that there's more amazing guests coming up in our next few shows where you'll find out in due course, I'm sure. Yes. Um, <laughs> so you it was very much like a, yes, we will. Yes, yes, exactly. And thank you to Bali because he is a legend and exactly. he's someone that we both genuinely really admire. 100%. And have enjoyed his music for many, many years. And so, yes, thank you for the memories. <laughs> well, thank you for the memories. And also thank you for creating new ones with his new album out, Next Level. So make sure you go out and support that wherever you listen to your music. Um, but what's been happening this week? Well, Ackley Bridge came to an end. Boo! Well, uh, did it come to an end this week? Uh, this past week, I think. Well, by the time... Well, so basically, okay, we went to Newcastle, time, and yeah. so when we came back and watched it, it was, it was finished. <laughs> <laughs> right? We're like, what's it done, fam? What's going on, fam? So not 100% sure what day it finished, yeah. but it was really... like I really enjoyed it. It was just like a it nice... Was diff- it was definitely a different... Yeah, we spoke pre- on our previous show about Ackley Bridge and that there's a whole new style of content on there where it's yeah. a lot more kind of, you know, earlier time slot driven rather than the later time slot. Um but still covered some heavy topics. And yeah, it was just, it was nice. It was, it was more, like a lighter watch. It was all. a lighter watch. It was more kind of like Hollyoaks y, yes. you know, than it, were, than it would be like something that was a lot later in the night. Mm. Um, so obviously that reflected that. But, it, you know, it, we're still looking for representation on television and it covered so many aspects of our community within that show yeah um and yeah i think it that way it kind of delivered um i'd love for it to return to the the later time slot in the next season not sure how much of that will happen obviously um but you know we can only hope and you know yeah i don't know if this was an experiment or if it was like a like this is a permanent move but mm. let's see let's see i don't know what the figures are like the viewing figures so it'll yeah, be interesting true. to see true yeah um but, but anyway well done well for done. another season. Exactly. Fingers crossed it gets commissioned for another one, of course. We finally got round to seeing Sound of Metal. Yes. I, it took us a while <laughs> yeah. to do, but so, yeah. we finally had some time to sit down and watch it. And yeah. I really, really liked it. I, was, yeah. I can see why he was nominated for that Oscar. All right, so some backstory to this. Sand of Metal does star Riz Ahmed. He, oh, right, yes. Sorry, I didn't you know say what I mean? that. No, exactly. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, he was really good. Who's so he? I can't be the host because Pee-wee I Herman. already... <laughs> Pee-wee Herman was amazing in it. He should have been nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> Shout out to all the Pee-wee Herman fans. Um, Sand of Metal stars Riz Ahmed. <laughs> this weird look you're giving me. Wasn't he a beautiful? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. The fact that you said he's amazing in it, it says more about you than it does about him. 
Okay. But okay. We're talking about Pee Wee Herman there. Right? I'm not Riz. <laughs> Riz is just a very great actor. That's exactly. It. That's all we need to say about him. He's great in this film. Yes. He deserved his Oscar nomination very much so. Yes. Um, yes. It must have been really difficult because a lot of it is in the acting is in his face. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I just think that was like to do acting via body language for a big chunk of a film is really difficult. Yeah. And he did that. And he's very good. No, very good. Some, you know, some backstory to it. It's, it's about, um, uh, a metal drummer who loses his hearing. Quite uh, suddenly. Quite suddenly. Exactly. And dealing with the personal drama that comes with that, obviously, um, trying to find himself as well at the same time, the relationships that he develops, uh, amongst the people he's around and loses and loses as well. It's directed by Darius Marder, um, who also co-wrote the film as well at the same oh, time. Okay, um, and it did get nominated for six Academy Awards. Oh, did it? Yes, indeed, and it won for two: best sound and best film editing. It's a shame that the acting wasn't kind of. It was. They didn't win any like awards at the Oscars. Yeah, no, of course, because I feel like. It was really, really brilliantly done. Mm. But then I haven't seen all the other films that have been nominated. Exactly, so, yeah. There's a lot of competition, obviously, this year. There's a yeah. lot of clamour for a lot of different prizes. Uh, Riz obviously was nominated, as was Paul Racy for Best Supporting Actor. Um, but yeah, it got lots of praise for its screenplay and its uh, sound design and acting performances. Uh, so yeah, Riz was incredible in it. Very, very good Um probably his best performance i'd say yeah i just think it's incredible where he's got to and where he's and like and the trajectory that he's on at the moment is just incredible and i just i'm looking forward to what comes next yeah well he's he's always had really great performances in him but it's the level of film productions now that he's involved in yeah and he just seems to pick good roles yeah well good roles come to him you know i think he's in a place now where you know with this film specifically i think um the director was looking for someone that was going to get really involved heavily in the role Mm. and so i think there was there was a schedule for them was almost like eight months of like two hours of working with a personal trainer two hours of working with a um like a deaf coach two hours of working with a a drummer and the music side of things and he was doing that continuously for like seven, eight months. So, you know, he really developed his skills as a method actor as well at the same yeah. time, um, which which I think really came out in the performance as well at the same time. So, um, yeah, I think with a, with a role like this, you have to really be involved in it, you know, not mm. just like mentally, physically, um, in all aspects of the character. And a lot of the times, you know, these kind of roles don't necessarily get rewarded, you know, but it's amazing to see that Riz has kind of not only got uh, the plaudits and the recognition for it, um, but it's also now set him amongst like that kind of elite level. Yeah, that's of, madness. Um, you know, not just like, you know, British actors, we're talking about Hollywood actors. And he's like an Asian kid from, from Wembley. From Wembley, exactly. exactly. Well done him. Yeah, no, within a few more radius, Dev Patel and Riz Ahmed. Oh, yeah. um, you know, who's also Dev Patel's from- got a new film coming out as well. Oh, yeah? Um, I think it's called The Green Knight. Nice. And it uh, looks like some kind of like medieval dark drama mm. type thing. Don't really know the whole plot, <laughs> but that's what it looked like at the on the in the trailer for me. And it just looks really great. And it's not, it's not like an Asian role, just like Sound of Metal wasn't an Asian role. It just happens to have an Asian actor 
doing the lead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looks really good. Big up. It's really dark. Well, hopefully we get a chance to go back to a cinema oh my God. at any some point um, in the near future. We'll be able to check out some of these films. Yeah. Um, but we'll be talking more about that in the second half of this show. You can watch Sound of Metal for free on Prime if you have Prime. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, shout to all the streaming services. They provided us, provided us with some amazing entertainment in the last year. They did, and um, they got some recognition at the Oscars this year. Well, they didn't have a choice in it because nothing was out in the cinemas. Yes, this is so true. So they had to run through true. the trillion films that are on Netflix and on Amazon No, but Prime. they were just great films, though. They were no, genuinely they were great, great films. films. I think, they, yeah, the, those streaming platforms just got the opportunity to have them yeah. on there. I don't think they were all original productions. No, by, of course, of course. Them. But anyway... Moving on. Yes, moving on indeed. Uh, shout out to friend of the show, Deep Sumo. For those people who listened to us in our last season, you would have known Deep Sumo is a British-Asian sumo wrestler. He is indeed. And a champion, a UK champion at that in his weight division. Uh, now, we've kept in touch with Deep, and uh, obviously last year was a difficult one because he couldn't really go out to any competitions, and there wasn't much happening anything competition-wise in the world for sumo at that point in time. Yeah. So in the meantime, he's been breaking some world records. Oh, really? Yes, indeed. He broke a fitness world record of continuously flipping a 182-kilogram tire over 100 meters. What? And he did it. In six minutes and nine seconds. That's like some world's strongest man craziness. That is some next level Herculean effort. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, it's an amazing feat. Um, and he raised over 2,000 pounds for NHS charities together as oh, well. Wow. So far. Okay. You know, so you can actually continue to pledge and donate towards this on justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash msk hyphen gbs hyphen nhs we'll put that in our show notes as yes well. indeed uh but much much respect to deep sumo with this incredible effort it's um awesome to see and hopefully like we said on last season we'd love to get him onto the show so we can discuss more about this um unbelievable that thing. would be so interesting because I just think there's like there's a tale to be told there about that kind of journey to to sumo. Yeah, I think that yeah from journey to sumo, but also now like some crazy like fitness world yeah. records. Wow, which is uh, amazing. Much much respect to you, deep big shout to you. Um, let us know of any future world records that you're taking part in. We'll ensure an endeavor to try to be there uh, to witness this yes. ourselves. But talking of potential guests on the show and past guests on the show, mm -hmm. Bobby Siegel, who was a guest of our shows from last season, is now back on your TV sets. Yeah! I don't know what it is about Bobby, but he's just like this kind of big, beaming sunshine. He is, yeah. He's just like, he's just such a joy to watch and listen to. I really, I really enjoy seeing him on my TV. I can't ever imagine him ever being pissed off at anything. You know I'm what sure those kind of people? Is. Because I'm sure he's a very well-rounded person with a full gamut of emotions. But um, but all of them with the same smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, and I like inside, see, he's I like, seething. <laughs> you know what I mean? How so, sinister would that be, though? Wow. He's, he's really angry with it's his like, him, like, smile. Quite demonic. And <laughs> um, no. Uh, geniuses are. Bobby is lovely and he is on a new show. Yes. On Channel 4. Yes. Uh, 
it's because we love a daytime quiz, right? <laughs> yeah, we we're a big, we're big fans of daytime quizzes, even from before lockdown. Mm. And and so he's he's on one. Yes, it's called the Answer Trap, and it's on Channel Four, and it's hosted by Anita Rani. Yeah, so there's two Asians on this two show. Two Asians on this daytime TV game show. I mean, like you know, it's a good look. You wait for one bus to come along, and then all of a sudden, two <laughs> do pop up at once. Um, it's a, it's a massive look, uh, and we tried. We were watching it the other day. It took a little while for us to get into it. Because at first I was like, "Hair," but um, you get in, you do get into it. Yeah, and it's such a gentle watch. It's a gentle watch. Yeah, I think that's what I think. What it's not one of those kind of crazy like loud mouth. TV game shows with loads of massive audience going crazy with people running around and shit. It's a tea and biscuits or a tea and cake watch. It's a classic Channel 4 game show. You know all the rest of the Channel 4 game shows like Countdown and remember 15 to 1. I they're all like gentle, them. they're like gentle game shows. Like, yeah. you know, just and whenever talking. I think about them, even though I have watched them in the summer, I always think about that when the rain, when it's raining outside right. or when it's cold outside. And the day we watched Amsterdam, it was absolutely chucking it down. Mm. And it was perfect. It was like the perfect viewing. Yeah. Cup of tea, biscuit. Asians on TV. Yeah, Asians on TV. Rain outside. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Curled up on the sofa. Just as God intended. Yeah. Um, and we didn't have Bob's at home that day. Double, double <laughs> bonus for us. It's a so celebration, we actually got to bitches. watch it in peace. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, is a lovely thing. Without him like standing in front of the TV shouting Jojo and Grand Grand for us to change it. Um, yeah, no, great we to see. We do love our son, we really do. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. Um, yeah, shout to Bobby Seagull, shout to Anina Arani. Um, and Answer Trap is like on every day at the moment on Channel 4. Yeah. So we're all at home still, a lot of us. Um, so if you're in between working... Or just winding down exactly. at the end of the day and you just want to chuck the TV on because you yeah. don't have much going on. Just checking emails, deleting emails <laughs> on the end of the day. Put it on. Have a cup of tea. Clearing your cash. <laughs> have, a, have a rich tea. Have a rich tea, yeah. yeah. Or, or a, a bonbon. I'm not allowed biscuits anymore. I really want a dunk of biscuit. Okay, stop this, right? Because you're not above them. Like, I'm mad to to go cold turkey on this, yeah? With no so fats or I, anything. So am I in like solidarity with you. <sighs> Whatever. And also the fact that Ush probably will tell me off when she sees me because I've piled on some weight. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see this every day as well. So, you know, it's, it's an all-round epic fail from both of us. But diet-wise, we'll be better. And TV-wise, we're just getting better. So great to see more representation for us on the television. <laughs> you will also hear from us, the native immigrants, on another friend of the show, Rita Mora's Music Heals show. <laughs> that she does on Facebook Live and YouTube on yeah. 24th of May, 8 p.m. on her Facebook page. We will be there as guests together. Exciting times. I'm going to have to put some makeup on. Oh, God, yes. It's really annoying. It's the day before I get my hair done. I know, I'm bruv. so annoyed because I'm getting my hair done finally and I'm going to dye it. I'm not going to tell you what colour I'm dyeing it, but I'm going to dye it, right? And it would have been funky mm. and I could have like swished my hair yep. and been like, yeah, you know, I can be glamorous. But no, I'm going to be jaunty with the frizzy hair. And the glasses. That's too long and doesn't curl anymore. And my, and my, well, my glasses are a permanent feature now, though. You have to get used oh, to them. Um, and yeah, you know. Never mind. I'll put on some red <laughs> lipstick. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, 
that's like the default default look and stuff. You don't just go from zero to a hundred. You just put on some red lipstick. I usually just change my top. Still my joggers. Change yeah. my top. Red lipstick. Yeah. That's how I've done all my interviews and stuff. Yeah, as well. yeah, totally right. All my job interviews. Yeah. Joggers on, smart top on top. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a good glasses. look. It's a great look. Um, you know, but you know, we will both be joining Rita, which will be great. Um, the, I remember we were on Satman's show uh, a couple of years back uh, yeah. together as a couple. It's weird doing things as a couple. You know that like people now see us, obviously with the native immigrants and stuff, but and also you, we're married. Yeah. So everyone sees us as a couple. Well, not all the time. I'm sawing breakers, bro. I'm an entity in my own. Do you mean? I think I've spoken about this before, but people think the B in my name stands for Baracus. So Jordi B is Jordi Baracus. It is not the case. It's a good look, fam. It is not the case. Um, anyway, um, make sure you all listen in on the 24th of May, 8 p.m. with Rita Moraz Music Heals. Uh, because it's a day before her birthday as well. So it's probably going to end up being quite a messy interview. Um, get the drinks out yeah, and indeed. pray our son goes to sleep because <laughs> yes, he hates sleep at the moment. He is, um, yeah, a, a massive spanner in the works. Um, <laughs> like I said, we do love him. Yeah. <laughs> Just very irritating at the moment. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm excited about that. No, not, be, I haven't done awesome. a, a Facebook Live, I don't think. I've done Instagram Lives. Hmm. I haven't done a Facebook Live or a YouTube thing. That's exciting. I mean, they're all exactly the same thing, just on different platforms, fam. Yeah, you know? I know, but it's like, you know, getting myself out there. <laughs> getting yourself out there, yeah. Covering all there. bases, all bases it's covered. Still, it still fascinates me that people think that I have anything interesting to say, so it's nice. Tell me about it, fam. It's nice. Thank you for listening to me, people. Yes, thank you really very, very it. much. Um, nice ego boost. Uh, and lastly, Jojo B, yes. this week has been an important week in raising awareness for something that's very close to you. Yes. So in the last couple of weeks, we've had Maternal Mental Health Week. Then we've had Mental Health Week, which was last week. And Saturday the 15th was International Hyperemesis Awareness Day. Mm. I've spoken about my experience with Hyperemesis Gravidarum, which is the full name, um, which is an extreme form of pregnancy sickness. Mm. spoken about it pre- previously on episode 27. Yes, indeed. Um, and kind of explained what it was and, and how it made me feel, which was horrendous. Um and yeah, on Saturday, I was in a doc- a documentary that I was in about high premises. Awesome, awesome. Was released. So a little while ago, um, a lady called Charlotte Howden, who has become a friend of mine now. Um, she's an activist. She's amazing. She has, um, we've spoken about her film before. It's called The Sick Film. Um, she's created a new film, a very short documentary, 12 minutes long, about the mental health impact of having hyperemesis. Yeah. So it's called Hyperemesis and Perinatal Anxiety. And so I talked about my experience with that, along with some other ladies who have also been through similar situation um, and just how it affected us, um, how it continues to affect us as well. Yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, and it was, it was a real honour to be part of that. And that came out on saturday as well um i didn't say much on saturday if i'm really really honest the last couple of weeks have been quite triggering for me it's been really hard i spent most of sunday a sobbing mess um and so i wasn't very active on social media about everything i did put up a post about how i was feeling and how how hard it's been over the last few weeks um but 
yeah, I just want to, you know, with a slightly lighter mood now yeah. within me, be able to talk about it and say that if you're not aware of what high premises is, please go out and do do listen to episode 27. And I can ex- it kind of gives you a bit more insight as to what happened and why I am the way I am yes, these indeed. days. Um, and yeah, and I will talk about my recovery and my journey through my recovery as we go on. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's always it's it's a journey, on, yeah. Yeah, it's an ongoing recovery in terms of how I feel. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, it was very brave of you to speak up on the documentary um, as well as all the articles you've done for Eastern Eye and on our show as well. Yes, I have written an article uh, uh, by, from Eastern Eye, which we will link to in the show notes as yes, well. Yes, indeed. Yes, we will. Um, which is all about high premises and raising awareness within our community because there is yep. a lot of... A lot, most people don't know what it is in general because it's estimated that 1% to 2% of pregnant women get this. Hmm. Um, although there, there are... Um, some concerns that actually underestimates massively yeah. the true story. But at the moment, officially, they think it's one to two percent of women who have pregnant women who have it. Mm. Um, and so there's not much. Yeah, kind of, of course. Yeah, no, not many people know about it. And so yeah. I would like to raise awareness more, 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 more. Yes, well, we'll continue to do that on our show. Um, and please do that amongst your circles as well. It's a, a condition. I know you say one to two percent. It feels like there's so many more women that exactly. we've spoken to that have uh, experienced this during pregnancy. Um, and the more that we can talk about it, the less taboos that can surround it within, you know, the medical circles because they're still not even taking it seriously amongst that amongst there. So, yeah. Let's do more to raise awareness for yeah. sure. If you want to see the documentary, we'll put the link up. It's on YouTube. Um, there's the sick film as well, which is available on Prime to watch. Awesome. It's a half an hour documentary. Um, there is support online from um, pregnancy sickness support. They also have a phone. They also have like a phone line that you can call if you're going through it and you need some advice. Um, and if you are a a woman of color who would like some support, there's HC, HG support for all mm. on Instagram. Brilliant. They're for everyone, but they're specifically kind of supporting black and brown women who are going through HG or have had HG and are living with the consequences of that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's lots of support out there, lots of information out there. Please feel free to get in touch with me on social media if you want more information or if you want me to direct you into various places to get help. Auntie Jojo will be there at all beck and call. Um, But that's it from this half of the show. When we come back on the second half, we'll be talking about social anxiety. With the restrictions now being lifted, how safe do you really feel going back out there into society? See you on the other side, people. second half of the native immigrants i'm swami barakas and i'm jojo b and on this half of the show we're going to be looking at social anxiety specifically with restrictions now being lifted is it really that safe out there for us to go back out into society or not see i'm dubious 
We know, Judge B. I am do. I mean, everyone knows that I'm the anxious sort. Yeah, so I overthink things. I worry about everything. Mm. Uh, sometimes catastrophize. Yes, you know, like that's just what happens with me. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. But and I've been. I felt very safe in our little bubble. You know, well, obviously we're and safe like, with our four walls. Aren't I it? mean, as safe as you can in the middle of a pandemic where like it's really scary out there. I've, I've done whatever we can do to like stay safe and to keep our family members safe and all of that kind of stuff um and yeah like after a year of not seeing our friends and not socializing and not going into places it's a really daunting thought the idea of oh well you know today like the the restaurants are now all open and so let's all go out there again and let's all book a meal and i'm like oh you just spent a year telling me that it's really dangerous that's really like that's wired into my brain now Mm. and so now how do i unwire this and go back to the way that used to be before it's hard it is very very difficult um we've obviously had like experience of this this or not this time last year i guess summer of last year where the restrictions had lifted and so people were going out into society as such people were going to restaurants there was a whole uh, what was it called that Rishi Sunak brought together? Eat out to help out. Or something Some kind of bullshit, um, you know, worst. which loads yeah. of people obviously went out in. And if anything, it um, <laughs> parts of it resulted in the following lockdown. Um, yeah, and it resulted in horrendous winter of, I mean, like thousands of people died and you know and thousands more were left with like dealing with long covid and all of those other things that come with getting it and and there were you know hundreds of thousands of people who are grieving and all of that kind of stuff we've all been traumatized massively as a nation Mm. and and a lot of that was because eat out to help out you know like it was like get out there help your help because uh, the, the restaurants local businesses and, are know, suffering yeah of course really suffered and we can't forget how much they've suffered and yet there was a massive consequence for that mm. the only good thing now though is that lots of people are being vaccinated yeah of course you know there's a huge chunk of the population have got at least one dose um the number of people with their with being fully vaccinated is growing by the day. Yeah. And that's really positive. Um, and that's very reassuring, I think, for all of us. Yeah. Um, and the younger demographics now are starting to get their injections. So the ones who are more likely to be going out and getting all up and close up close with each other and all that kind of stuff, they're starting to get vaccinated now, yeah, which again will massively help the spread of things. Um so there is like, there's a balance there, you know, like it's starting to, it feels like we're starting to get somewhere in terms of the numbers have dropped and where people are getting vaccinated. The vaccination is like working. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what the, you know, the government and the scientists are telling us that it is starting to work. Well, the, the, num- the numbers have come down massively, which would reflect that obviously. Yeah. And that's not just a seasonal thing. It is because, yeah. because the vaccination has, has been helping with that. But, um, but the massive spanner in this particular works is now the Indian variant. Indian variant, the South African variant, these variants that are don't have nationalities. They are places they originated in other places. They were yeah. found in other places mm. and have then made their way over here. Yeah. So there was a variant that 
originated in India. There's yes. a variant that originated in South Africa. There's a variant that originated in Brazil. Brazil yeah. And all of them are quite scary. And they're not sure if they are evading the vaccines or the vaccines aren't quite as um, effective. Yeah. Um, and to what extent they're not effective. That is really scary. And there's so much scaremongering online. Yeah. The news is always, you know, like a different story every five minutes about it. So you never know what the real deal is. It's really hard to understand what's going on because of all the misinformation and the constant stream of information, which then they're like, oh, no, actually, we found that this doesn't actually happen because we've done some more studies and something else is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just this constant stream of like, just you just want someone to just tell you what the truth is. And it's just really, really confusing and overwhelming. There are a lot, there is a massive amount of lies being branded about uh you know yeah, from from the from the main guys from matt hancock and his entire you know rest of his party um, yes. when it comes to specifically this this issue and now more so with the the variant coming from india this was you know it didn't help obviously trying to sort out a trade deal with modi and having a delegation fly over carrying that variant and then spreading it also into this country and also not closing not stopping the, the flights, flights from there yes. early enough because of a trade deal. Yes. It was specifically because this trade deal was happening that they did not put India on the red list yep. for um travel. Yeah. And and I think that makes it it just it just blows your mind like how much can go wrong and how long can we allow these people to get away yeah. with doing this. Like no one's held accountable, but then how do we hold them accountable? I think a, a lot of the country is like, well, we can't do anything about it. So what, so what, what can we do now? We can just get on with our own lives, try and make our own lives easier because the government are going to do what the government do. And I think that apathy mm. is letting them get away with it. Yeah, but I also course, yeah. completely understand that apathy because we are firefighting our way through every day, just trying to cope and get through the day, you know, and like manage all of the things that we have to manage and juggle them all whilst the country is still only half open yeah, and it's still a mess. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's just so much going on. The overwhelm is ridiculous. Mm. And so then we've just like, we just like, we just need the leaders to lead and they're not leading very well, but then someone else is doing it. At least like, I don't have to lead the country. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think what are you, I think what are you really supposed to do or who are you supposed to believe? Um, you know, because like I'm, we went out for a little stroll today. People were out and about. There's less and less masks now being worn by people. Um, I popped into the supermarket the other day. Um, people still wearing masks, but it's not as strict as it used to be in terms mm. of people continuously having to wear one, you know, in store and things like that. Um, the longer that goes on, that's going to become less and less and less. I think also people who are fully vaccinated think that they don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. But yeah, you can yeah, yeah. still um, catch coronavirus. You can still catch COVID um, and pass it on to other people without you having any symptoms or without you having any serious symptoms. Yeah. And so, you know, but then there's that having the courtesy for the other person. Mm. That's been something that people have struggled with anyway through it. I think a lot of people got into the spirit of it and they wore the masks and they wanted to keep everybody safe because they understood that, you know, I keep my next door neighbour safe. It means that we all stay safe on our street and that kind of thing, right? But some people are just like, mm, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have it. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> I don't need to worry anymore. Yeah. And not 
and that that mentality of community that mentality of looking after your neighbor or looking after the next person on the street or you know thinking you know there could be someone who's got a there's a pregnant woman in their house and we don't want to give it to them so they don't carry it home. That kind of, that just, people just aren't thinking like that anymore. No, of course not. Or they're starting to think about, think that way less. And uh, it's a shame. It's a shame that that kind of selfish mindset is slowly coming back. But again, it's that whole thing of like, I've been thinking about everyone else for this whole time. I've been having to deal with this whole situation and now I just want to be, able to enjoy my life and that's selfish yes but also i need it because everyone needs to think about themselves as well a little bit yeah yeah of course it's, it's where do you find that balance it's just this kind of like you constantly get told oh you need to look look after yourself first mm, you know mm. that whole kind of mental well-being thing yeah yeah but we do also need to think of others no of course you know and i think for a lot of the time mostly from like from last year um you know you've been very adamant and very strict on what we do and where we go and who we mingle with and in yeah, terms and limit and, and limit that you know and it's been like i said it but there is an element of anxiety that comes with that as well you absolutely know, you know so you know so whereas kind of like you know any other time in any other place in any other year in this same situation maybe you wouldn't have tackled it so heavily in terms of your um the way you you know you've controlled the situation had it not been from suffering elements of anxiety through it well yes i mean i've spoken about it before i have had my postnatal mental health issues yeah and then this happened all around that same time as well yeah. so it's kind of crossed over yeah and that anxiety that i had post um having bubs has then kind of melded into this anxiety of the pandemic yeah but like anxiety is being felt by everybody um or a, a large chunk of people not everybody but by a large chunk of people mm. they say that that you know the mental health pandemic that's or that's happening or epidemic that's happening yeah in this country is going to be the next big battle because people have been so severely um affected in various different ways whether that's trauma or anxiety or other things yeah. but when it comes to then like now being like oh we can go back to normal life now slowly yeah, yeah, we're slowly yeah. going to start going back to normal life. and everyone's just like well what does normal mean now that's that whole term about the new normal yeah, yeah, yeah. and i hate that term because it's just a new way of living it's just like a different way of living now going forward yeah we've yeah. all been fundamentally changed Mm. by what's happened what we've lived through absolutely yeah and we're all gonna think differently and we're all gonna think twice about letting someone get too close to us those nights where i think where i had like I used to go out to clubs and people used to be all sweaty and rubbing up against yeah. each other and all that or even just like squeezed into the tube those are things that people will not want to be part of you know like they'll not just that's not going to be something that they put up with in their everyday life I don't know. I kind of, I, I feel... I feel like the the world has changed. Like people don't want to be stuck like a sardine in a, in a, you know, like in a bloody tube carriage. Like no one wants that. No, no one wants, wants to that, have someone's I, like breath in their face. But I almost feel like, you know, to come out of it, just from conversations I've had and from people talking amongst my circles, there, there almost seems to be like two kind of groups of people that have um you know that resulted in what's happened in the past year there's there's the one uh, group that can't wait to just go back to exactly how it was before 
going out, socializing, close circles, being able to go where you want, do what you want to do, really wanting to go back into offices, really wanting to go back into commutes, wanting to have that feel of the routine life again. You know, there's a massive, massive clamor for that from a, a large number of people. Mm. And then there's the ones that almost like with the restrictions kind of being lifted are almost still like are now too used to living this way in the past year. And so almost living almost like a, not a hermit, like a, a slower a, life. Yeah. But a lot more kind of, yeah, it's almost like a, I'm, I'm now very used to this working from home and going back out into society is very, you know, difficult for me. Wanting to do the commute, wanting to go back into an office and stuff. This, there's no that gray area. You almost seem to be one or the other. <laughs> the extrovert, introvert, like kind yeah, of divide, divide is even more even divided. Even more so, yeah, for, exactly. <laughs> even more so from the, from the lockdown and stuff. And I think um, it's, it's, it's then, you know, like difficult for those two sets of groups of people to, to one mix obviously for for obvious reasons mm. um but you know you, you must fall into one or the other camp and, i'm an and introvert neither, so yeah but neither, neither is incorrect or correct as well at the same time yeah exactly because there's two different types of personality isn't there fundamentally yeah and I think you're an extrovert and I'm an introvert. I've, I've done the test. I am an introvert. It's so. been, I, it, I'm like putting it out there, you know, very honestly, it's been very, very difficult for the two of us in this past year um, because I am an extrovert. I am want, someone that wants to be out there. I am someone that wants to be back in society. Um, and not. I realise being any kind of normal social society situation is not going to be plausible at least for a few years but there are parts of me that were like you know as long as I'm staying safe I'm able to do this or go out and do that whereas you're the other end of the spectrum so there's been a massive um, clash of opinions and views and that's resulted in differences potential like mini arguments as well that come with it mm. um, and hence what I'm saying is when there is two different groups of people especially within the same household that can also be problematic on what the right or the wrong thing to do is yeah you know obviously we're trying to keep safe and we're trying to um ma you know maintain ourselves to ensure that we don't contract this virus or be amongst people that do mm. um especially because we've got vulnerable people within our um immediate families but it you know where do you draw the line how how safe is is too safe, you know, to the point where you almost feel like you're enclosed all the time. Um, and I don't know, that's been that's been quite challenging for the two of us because we have been, in terms of our opinions, have been very divided. Yeah, I think so. I think, like, I do, I have that constant battle in my head of, like, am I being too anxious about this? Because now I'm aware, obviously I've been working on this and I've been, I, now I'm aware of my anxiety and how it works. I'm also aware of what I do yeah. to get myself to that point where the anxiety is like really taken hold. Yeah. And so I try and stay a few steps back from that at all times and I try and stay very aware of it. So I'm constantly asking myself, am I, is that a genuine fear? Is that a genuine kind of reason to worry? Or is that just me just like creating scenarios in my head? Yeah. And this is one of those things where I'm not sure. Mm. I don't think there's a right answer to any of it. And I think that eventually it's going to come down to the need to be around my people again. Mm. And 
even for introverts, we don't want to be on ourselves or by ourselves all the time. Yeah. And um, I just, I need, I've realized that I need to see my family again and I need to see my friends again. I need that sense of um, community again. I need to feel like I'm connected to something again because I think that disconnection um, can lead you further into that anxiety, can yeah. lead you further into other mental health problems that I don't, I, I've been there and I don't want to go back to that point. And, I, and I've lived again with the anxiety of, am I going backwards? Yeah. You know, and I mentioned earlier in the show that I had been like a sobbing mess the other day. And that's partly the reason why, because I was just like, am I becoming my old self again? And I don't yeah. want to be back there. That was a really dark place to be. And so now I think actually the need is growing for me to be out there again in the sense that I need to see my friends. Where I see them is the is the bit of contention for me. Yeah, like, do I go so. into a restaurant or do I just go to their house? Mm. Like what's going to be safer? What's going to feel more comfortable? What's going to be the easiest way back into kind of being out in society again? Like do we take baby steps or do we just take a big plunge? Yeah. That's a bit that I can't figure out for myself at the moment. Yeah, of course. Um, but... Yeah, I really like, I really want to see my friends again. Like I lost someone very, very close to me a few months ago. And I just now... Because just, of COVID as well. Yeah, exactly. And and I just, it made me realise how special the people are in my life. And I really need them to to be part of my life, like an active part of my life. Because mm. it's very easy to just kind of park people and be like, well, they're always going to be there. So I can yeah. ring them another day. And that's not always the case. And out of the blue, something awful can happen. And, and it did for me. And I just, I want to be back enjoying life again i said to one of my friends the other day i was like i just don't know if i know how to have fun anymore like who how do you do that because i've just been so wrapped up in just keeping our household going yeah yeah and yes and it's not that we don't laugh like we have laughed and we have we do have a laugh as a, a small unit but like am i too scared to have fun yeah yeah no, of course you know yeah. and, and that's a really that's a very scary thought that i won't be able to go out and have fun anymore and so I, I think now I need to try and get over that and also be near my friends and just remember how to laugh with other people and how to be around other people without yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of like flinching. Um, so that need has got greater for me than the need to constantly be aware of virus. Yeah, exactly. But I exactly. still have that need because it's not like <laughs> I haven't stopped a bit of wanting to keep us all safe. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like... I still need to be a human who has connections. And so I want to keep those connections. <laughs> it's, it's difficult because um, in a way you almost can't always have both. Um, and, it, and it is a constant kind of just so fleeting between the two. And it, it, no, it's, it's a difficult situation. Um, and trying to, trying to toe the line between the two is also difficult because it's, it's a catch 22. You almost, you need one in order for, like the other one to become less of a you know a, a overriding factor in your life and mm. stuff you know and so um you know seeing people is very very important and being outside and kind of socializing and these kind of things which were taken for granted for so long um and you know this past year has been so you know definitive in terms of um us and potentially going forward and how we live our lives going forward um that you know how do you deal with like being back out there what's the best way to handle yourself being out there how long before mentally we're able to like 
not even put this time period behind us because I think it's something that's going to always be there lingering in our in I our mean, mindset. I mean, I think this is like generational kind of trauma that we're all going to be living yeah, through. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is something exactly. that we're going to carry with us. Yeah. Um, you know, whether Especially that's- if the people that have been directly affected by it. <laughs> I think you'll find there's a lot, you know, a lot of people, which we've spoken about in our previous shows, that haven't had a, um, a direct impact in their lives within their circles. Mm. And so it hasn't really felt like coronavirus has been this, you know, real massive um you know like potentially deadly virus it's mm. you know and and I've, I've, you know, we've seen that within our social circles we've seen it on social media where people still haven't been taking it seriously so they've been playing this kind of like waiting game and we've seen like anti-lockdown protests and things like that happening you know and you'll find that a lot of those people were obviously in that same kind of mindset but we also know people who have been affected by it yeah you know like they've seen a family member or a friend die of it and then still be in denial. Of yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing. You know, you're constantly going to be presented with those kind of people, you know, the anti-virus, the anti-lockdown, um, you know, all these kind of restrictions is waiting for them all to be lifted to go back into some kind of normal society. The issue and the problem now is with the potential rise of the Indian variant, variant for India, whatever you want to call it, are we going to start seeing some potential hate crimes now? Like the same way that the the Southeast Asian community have been getting in all parts of the world. I really hope not. I mean, like it's been horrendous the hate, the hate, and the the attacks that have happened in America, here, um, all over the world that have been happening to East Asians. It's been horrendous. Yeah. Um. And, you know, it's all like so much of it is on camera these days. So you see these things happening on social media. Um, and it's it's something that I really hope doesn't happen here. But, you know. People are stupid. This thing, people are stupid and people are ignorant. Yeah. And like, don't forget that the variant that did the most damage over the winter was the Kent variant. Yeah, of course. It wasn't yeah. even allowed to be called the English variant. It was the Kent variant. We went by county. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we tried to be we the... county specific. Yeah. And the rest of the world wasn't allowed to call it the English variant either. Mm. Um, and yet we are naming these variants by country yeah. as if they've got some kind of like passport that they've come with, mm. you know, in the same way that this government have tried to, you know, label immigrants and as bad people coming here to take your jobs and all that kind of stuff. It's the same thing. It's the same mentality, yeah, well, the it's the been... same rhetoric. And it's really scary that they don't just... I mean, uh, some places are trying to use the code that it comes with B, whatever it is. But um, the BBC are still calling it the Indian variant. Yeah, yeah. Indian variant. It's almost like it. what I'm seeing basically uh, amongst the headlines, uh, not just uh, online tabloids, is look out, you're, we're going to be in another lockdown by the time the summer comes because of the Indian variant. That's that's the that's the yeah. overriding message that's been put out there into society, um, and they've you know today they're showing the maps across the UK where there's been a number of cases of the variant, um, and it's pretty much all across the UK um, in that aspect. People will get pissed off. People will start to get angry. Um, yeah, and and everyone just wants to look to someone. To blame. Yeah, and it's always misplaced anger. What we always need to remember is the situation that we're in is because of the government. Yeah, The exactly. government have allowed this to get as bad as it did. They have repeatedly allowed new variants to come into this country by not imposing travel restrictions. The, the reason that this has spread now... Um, 
you know, it's it's there are a, a a larger number of cases than I think everyone would like, but it's still not like it's not as terrible as it was. Mm. As if they're if they're managing to contain it, then we might be okay. Yeah, but. The reason that this happened was because they did not stop travel from India. Yeah. And that was the problem. Yeah, indeed. It is not the fault of Indian people. No, exactly. Well, we, you know that and I know that. Always gonna... blame the government. The government are at fault here. This is the problem. This is why it's so bad in India because of the government. It's so bad here because of the government. It was so bad here. It's been so bad in Brazil because of the government. This yeah. is how it works. The government are to blame. India the same. For allowing... This is what I'm saying. But they're allowed... They have allowed this to happen. And we have been the victims of that. And our, and the way of our, the way, our way of life has been the victim of that. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Um, let's hope um, that that doesn't reflect uh, the thinking of the societies across the UK um, and we don't see the equivalent of the hate crimes that were committed to members of the Southeast Asian community uh, across the states, across the UK as well at the same time. Um, and we've just got to still stay vigilant. You know, I still maintain that we need to keep safe in everything that we do, um, we would love to go out there and socialize and see all our friends and family again. Um, but, you know, we have to take this with a, a massive pinch of salt. It's going to take a long time before we can even come to terms with the gravity of the situation and be in a position where we can lead a somewhat normal society again. Um, but we've got to do everything in our part to ensure that we keep safe the people around us keep safe your fellow man does as well at the same time um and not be stupid just be sensible in anything you do socializing working anything um you know because these are going to be testing times now going forward in the next few months um it'll determine what life's going to be like in the next few years accordingly and so um yeah just be be safe there are some things that I will not miss as well about. So I would, some things that I would like to keep, I should say, from this. I am mm. more than happy for myself and the world to wear a mask in the winter. So I don't <laughs> catch a cold. I don't catch flu. Yeah. I don't catch unnecessary diseases because, because someone coughed in my face or it just coughed in the carriage that I was sitting on the train. Yeah. Right. Happy for that to happen. Happy for people to keep washing their hands. The amount of people that I've been, you know, seen in the loos and stuff, they haven't washed their hands. Happy for people to keep washing their hands and antibacterializing so that, you know, when you, again, when you're holding on to something on the tube, it's not full of someone's like spit or snot or whatever they've had on their hands at some point they've yeah. not washed. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with all of that. So, um, yeah, please feel free to carry on doing those things. Yeah. Afterwards. Um because it'll keep us all healthier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Little little things that we can do and implement into our daily lives that we pretty much be used to now for the last year. Um could ensure just a, a better all-round experience um for all of us going forward. Oh, and don't go into the office when you've got uh like a full-on cough or sneezing fit type thing yeah, going on. Yeah, if you're yeah. not feeling very well, don't go into the office. But I think you'll find that whereas before uh, people used to let those kind of things slide, um, you won't see that anymore, basically. People will be alert and be like, get the fuck out of my office. Yeah, I hate, um, it. I hate it when people are like, even if it's someone further down the office, the air conditioning, 
And that's just circulated air. Mm. And that's just spreading it around the whole office. Yeah. Stay at home. Stay at home. If you can. I mean, this is, you know, talking from a point of like privilege, luxury, whatever. But if you can stay at home, stay at home. If you can wear a mask, wear a mask. Yeah. If you can wash your hands, everyone can wash your hands. Yeah. I don't think that comes from a place of luxury really that much. Most people have access to running water to wash their hands. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's like I said, it's going to be testing times. We can only hope uh, that now we don't incur another lockdown um, in a few months' time. Hopefully, they're able to curb any kind of rise of any variants from anywhere around the world um, here in the UK. Um, and we can go back to, you know, living sensibly again um, and socializing and seeing our family and seeing our friends because God knows we've waited long enough. As a lovely note to end on, mm. end on a high. Yes. Okay, so when I do let you out of this home of ours, yep. what would you do? What's the first thing you want to do? I would love to go to uh, see some wrestling. Okay, so that's the first thing you're going <laughs> to do. That's the first thing i do. Chuck you guys <laughs> out of the way. No, but you know what? I would just like, you know, going into a restaurant and just eating food that's not, being cooked by Jojo V would be sick. Not that there's nothing wrong with no, your food. No, I would happily, happily not cook and not have to wash, wash the dishes. dishes. Yes, and all of that. Like just, just have someone just you know pamper me a yeah. little bit by just making my meal. That yeah. would be really nice. Yeah, that would be very nice. I don't know. Takeaways are a thing, but I still have to clean up afterwards. Exactly. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Like I still need to sort it all out. Mm. I just, uh, it's not the same. Mm. Um, I think for me, what do I want to do? I'm really missing the cinema. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And as much as I've enjoyed, sc- it's just experience, the big screen experience. Yeah, it's nice, you know. Turn off the lights at home. Yeah, put your we got a 50 inch screen. Put the TV on. Put yeah. the so you know sit on the sofa, have some snacks or whatever. That's great. Yeah. And you know, and if you need a loo break, you can go loo break, whatever. Yeah, there's no yeah, kind yeah, of worry, yeah. and there's no one else talking yeah. or anything like that. That's quite nice. But at the same time, <laughs> just being at the cinema, yeah, is of a course, yeah, there's comfy seats, having some popcorn, watching a film that's just been released, watching the, the trailers, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's just you like know? you know, like our date night. Exactly. I think yeah, missing those kind of date nights. You know, we, I, there were few and far between anyway because we're parents now, and so. You know, who's going to be there to look after bubs while we're out and about gallivanting on our social occasions. But now more so than ever, when you know you can't have it, you crave it even yeah. more. And they're both really simple things. They're not like extravagant no, things that we want to do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we both could have said like, we want to just fly away to, oh, do you know what Bob said to me today? He was like, mom, I want to go to paradise. Like, mommy, I want to go to paradise. Because he's been reading this little homies book and Coolio... He goes to Gangster's Paradise and he was like, I want to go to Paradise. And I was like, so does mommy. Oh my days. I was like, mommy wishes she could go to Paradise too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's what he wants to do when he gets out of lockdown. He wants to go to Paradise. Paradise. What even start is Paradise small, these days? Yeah, start small, loves. The toddler group would be great for you. <laughs> yeah, probably would be Paradise for him, though. True. Exactly. Anything other than the two of us would be Paradise, to be fair. Um, 
but yes, whatever you do now going forward, now that pretty much, you know, by the time this show goes out, you can mingle indoors. You can hug. Some, exactly. You do all the sensibly. things that you want to do. They're showing tutorials on how to hug people and shit online. It's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, be sensible. Stay safe. Um, hopefully you get a chance to see your family, see your friends. Um, but just do it, you know, sensibly. I guess Wash your hands. Guess. Yeah. Wear still maintain all that shit. Just be careful. Be careful indeed. Right. But that is it from this week's episode of The Native Immigrants. We'll be back, as always, in two weeks' time with more of the same. I'm Swan Brackus. And I'm Jojo B. And we'll see you all then, people. Peace. Ta-ta.